Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up, what up? Winning Cures Everything, number 205-205. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. This is like the third time that we've tried to record this, this one, just this so is, you guys this know. This is take three for the new way we're trying to do stuff. And and we are constantly upgrading and updating and getting new equipment and trying out different things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you will have to bear with us. On today's show, we will be discussing what happened to your brackets. All of just March Madness from weekend one. Yes. The, the best weekend of March Madness. What would you like to talk about first? Because there were a lot of storylines that came out of this, and, the, and we don't want to take too long on it, but it, let, let's discuss. I, I think we have to talk about Virginia, number one overall seed going down, something that's never happened in the history of the tournament since they expanded to 64 teams. I, I think that's the biggest story that we talk about. And what's strange is we're not talking about an outstanding game that came down to a buzzer beater and a 16 seed just pulled off an epic shot. We are talking about from second half on to the end of the game, a just complete and utter 20-minute ass thrashing. Yeah. University of Maryland, Baltimore County, the first 16 seed to beat a one seed, and it was not a buzzer beater. It did not come down to free throws. It did not come down to a turnover. It was they got hot. Virginia could not score. Virginia couldn't stop them. That defense couldn't stop them. This was the first time all season that Virginia allowed more than, what was it, like 68 points in a game? 74 points. And I I haven't looked at box scores. I would bet if I scrolled through box scores from round one, 74 is up there as top five highest points scored all weekend. Oh, I don't know about that. Nope. Not many teams hit the 80s, bud. And the ones that did – Went into well, I mean, it look, in overtime. Kentucky got 78 on Davidson. Okay, that's four points better. Buffalo got 89 on Maryland. I knew Buffalo. I mean, uh, on uh, Arizona, I sorry. Buffalo scored a bunch. I mean, we built uh, a box score. Nevada, 87 to 83 on Texas, but that was overtime. Xavier yep. got 102 on Texas Southern. Uh, Ohio State got 81. Uh, South Dakota State had 73 on them. 73 yeah, is not there, as 74? There were... Uh, so North Carolina got 84 on Lipscomb and whatnot. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. You're right. There were you're talking about against the best defensive team in the in the country. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and we're talking about maybe a top 10 display out of 64 teams who scored points this weekend. And you got to take out all the overtime guys. Seton Hall beat NC State 94 to 83. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think they're the only ones that hit the 90s. No, uh, Rhode Island. No, that was Rhode overtime. Island got eighty three, but it was overtime. It was overtime. Uh, Seton Hall got ninety four. Uh, did anybody else get nineties? No, I don't nope, guess nobody. They did. Nobody else hit the nineties. Buffalo got eighty nine. They got close. Yeah, Buffalo was close. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the it. only ninety. And we're talking about a, a defensive juggernaut team. I didn't think would give up fifty points. Yeah, that's what's crazy. And and they only scored fifty four. Yeah. So it, had it they, was had they only given up fifty points, it'd have been an exciting game. But in, yeah, excuse me. Instead, with like five ten minutes left to go in the basketball game, I'm watching a different game. Let's talk about the uh, the rest of that quadrant. Okay, 
I like this quadrant, by the way. Kansas State over Creighton. That is what it is. Kansas State then beats UMBC. Do you think anybody in their right mind would have had Kansas State in the Sweet 16? Uh, other than people that are at Kansas or graduates of I Kansas, think even no. people from Kansas State wouldn't no, have. No, yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would have. That's not that. Beating Creighton is not the end of the world. You're kind of an eight, nine there. And then, and then just saying that you're going to take out a one seed – not that anybody thought that you could, but yeah, I, I think you could be the homer pick and take it to the Sweet 16 pretty easily. Davidson was a trendy pick over Kentucky, and they did make it interesting with them. Kentucky won 78-73. Uh, Kentucky then went on and beat uh, the team that absolutely demolished Arizona on Thursday night, and that was Buffalo. So we didn't uh, get any of the great games in the second round that we were looking at. We thought we were going to get an Arizona-Kentucky matchup that was going to be epic. Yeah, we thought we we'd have, uh, like, Miami, Tennessee. We thought we might have uh, – we did get Nevada and Cincinnati. Nobody cares about that. Um, you know, Xavier, Florida State, Ohio State, Gonzaga, uh, Houston, Michigan was really good. Houston, Michigan um, was awesome. But let's uh, So, let's stay up here okay. in, the, in the south. Let's just stay in the bracket. I got it. Uh, Miami loses on a buzzer beater to Loyola, Chicago. And then Sister Jean, have you paid up to you, – you've seen this whole thing. Sweet lady. Every time they show her, they show crying children right after that. Like, children that are fans of the opposing team. And it makes you wonder, like, does she enjoy the pain of well, these children? No, because <laughs> it's yeah, just the camera work. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's, like just, it's, 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 just just CBS. it's just CBS. It is super cliche, though, now. It nah, is. Well, it's I'm like, not on that train. No, it's like I'm not on that train. I'm on the train of nah. CBS shows the the opposing fans more than they show the people celebrating because like it's everybody loves devastation. Well, no, but right? that's just part of it. I mean, it's you know when you get these big upsets, the people that won, it's great for them for that day, but the chances of them winning again are not good. No, nah. the people that lost. Were a lot of people picking to win the national championship? Oh yeah, I mean Michigan that's, State, that's, Virginia. That's why at Arizona, Arizona. I mean that's why it hurts so bad. Oh yeah, that's why that it. That's the story. That's what you should be showing more than anything else. You should show the kids celebrating. You should show the fan. But how much can you watch a fan celebrate? Celebrate? I know you're I right. I want to see the kids on the floor and the coaches. That's celebrate. what I want to see. After, Way more of after that. I see a them, show me the fans. I'm with other team crying fans is pretty great. Uh, Nevada upset Cincinnati. It's also a reason why I've stopped going to to you know I just I think TV coverage is so much better the live games I just don't want to go anymore. I also just have this goal to never want to be a meme. Yeah, I can understand and, that. And if I'm gonna be a meme, I want to be like a cool meme. I don't want to be seen crying. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm with not, you. Like I've got buddies that ask me all the time. You know, do you want to go? I, I want to go watch the Pats play one day. I want. I've never been to Boston to watch a Red Sox game. I've seen the Red Sox many times. I've never been to Fenway. Turns out you can go to London now. I no. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we had the conversation. Earlier. I own like they were like, wouldn't it be awesome to go see a Red Sox Yankees game? No, no. Bring in whatever high school team. Who's the worst team in the league? That's, That's who, who I want to go see because I want to make sure they win. Yep. I, I don't want to watch them lose. So. I've been through that before. I understand. Anyway, um, so let, let's talk about Loyola Chicago. <laughs> Great story. Insane storyline with them, and now they have a chance to get to the Elite Eight with a win over Nevada. Now, let's. Did you watch Nevada and Texas? Yes. 
Texas was up by 14, had that game in hand. And Eric Musselman, who has become a a superstar, he leads his team back from 14 down. They get to overtime, and they go six. uh, One of their guys, no, 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 it was just the team, went six for six in overtime, scored 19 points, and won the game. I think I've got this right. I may have this wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm a little wrong. Uh, no, that's not true. I could be way off wrong. Totally <laughs> wrong team. I think Nevada, all five starters, are all transfers. I can believe that. I don't think they have a single kid that was recruited as a freshman. They don't have the one and done. Well, Musselman's only been there for, this what, is, two years? Now, hear me when I say that I understand this is not the situation. When Tubby Smith in Memphis, our hometown where we, where we reside and, and do a lot of this work out of, when he went out and got all the JUCO transfers, I kind of liked it because I thought older veteran kids may do well in tournaments. And so yeah. if you just get into a tournament, you can make some noise because your guys are just older, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more mature. It's just, yeah. you know, whatever. Nevada's coach, proven that. I don't know who he is. I don't know how long he's been there. Eric I'm, Musselman, he's a I, former NBA coach. He, yeah. Uh, he was the head coach for the Sacramento Kings. That's right. He, um, he was on uh, the Grizzlies staff as a, an assistant. Correct. And so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been around here. He's got real Memphis ties. But I think all he did was bring in just JUCO transfers or just college transfers. Yeah, transfers. JUCO guys. But none of those guys are regular. I think that's cool. Uh, Loyola Chicago, cool story here. A lot of people, we've all seen the movie, oh, what's it called, like Glory Road or whatever it is. Where like Texas Western brings in all the the five black starters, oh and they yeah, catch yeah, all that hell. Loyola Chicago was one of those schools as well. They didn't have all five black starters, but they had a lot, and they, and they were one of the first schools to do it. They won a national championship way back in the day. Um, they've got some history. Oh yeah, big time. Th- this is this is but this cool was the first time that they had won a oh, tournament yes. game since 1985. When I say they have history, yeah, they're not a blue blood. No, <laughs> no, but, but there is history there, and it's fun to see. It is, and the, the sister Jean story is is fun. It's I, a little like fun it. tidbit. I yeah. like it. Old, listen, I'm a softy for old people. Okay, <laughs> I just that's we know we you watched Coco how many times? Cried in, every time in the theater three. Cried like a baby. Only, only once with my children. <laughs> The other two were alone. Now Tennessee gets knocked out. Let's uh, let's talk about that for the okay. for the whole thing. Um, the SEC gets eight in, only one seeded higher than a four seed, and that was Tennessee. Auburn was the four seed. And yeah, but we know that that's some chicanery going on because we we all know that UK was better than a five seed. Yeah, that's a that's a this tournament hates Cal. But but here's and we've the talked thing. about that. Oh no, absolutely, and and it couldn't have worked out better now because oh, Kentucky no, oh, goes no, through. Right. Kansas State, Loyola Chicago, and or Nevada, and and then they're in the Final Four. Somebody took so, out Cincinnati. They worried me a little bit with yep, the way they play defense. At Tennessee, a had, rematch had beaten, with Tennessee. That's just yeah. a team that you don't want to play the same guy three times. Well, this would be four. That times. would have been four. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I, this is 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 this a success? Well for my pocketbook with the SEC. So last year the SEC had three teams. They only got four teams in, I believe, last year. It was either four or five. And they got three teams into the Elite Eight. Oh, Are you good? Uh, they got three teams into the Elite Eight last year. Okay. You got eight teams in this year, which is a record for the conference. But you only got two into the Sweet Sixteen. 
All of the other teams, though, were underdogs in the games that they were in, aside from Tennessee. Is this, well, Auburn, I think, was actually favored by like a point. And they got blasted. They were down by 41 at one point to Clemson, but we'll get to that. Um, is this a successful year for the yes. conference? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting eight teams in, um, absolutely. And, I, and, and it I doesn't think, matter what happens after that. And I think they got matched up really difficult. I think oh, if yes. you, and I made this clear, I think if Alabama played any other eight seed, I would take them against Kansas. I would take them against Xavier all day Or any long. other one seed. Oh, and, Well, if they were any other eight seed other than against Villanova, Villanova is the scariest one seed in this thing. And, I mean, they just have a lot of firepower. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> just lot of crazy athletic and explosive. And, and they're insanely experienced. There's yes. so many seniors on that Yeah, team. They, don't, they don't do the one-and-done guys, so they're just hard to beat. I, I, think, I just think it just matched up well to where teams just got beat. Auburn, we saw at the end of the year, they played so good. They earned that four seed, what they did earlier in the season. But, but we saw at the end of the year, they had nothing left. They won one of five, got blown out in a couple of games. They just, once once the big man went down, what was that kid's name? Uh, the big dude for Auburn. That, uh, Macklemore. Yeah, Macklemore. Once he went down, they just weren't the same team. No, no, no. They, they and, were and, not. And that's, that's you, but you don't I really thought them. they were going to get beat by Charleston. I thought they could have. I, I mean, you talked about On Friday about night. That. No, we talked yeah. about that. It wouldn't have shocked us. And it came down. What did you think of the, uh, the storyline where – the one guy that's like a 60-something percent free throw shooter gets fouled with three seconds left. I, don't, look, I think these refs are not – we've talked about this. I think the refs at every major sport are not good. No, I agree. And, and I don't think there was – because they even said it. Like, But here's the deal. That's on Charleston Southern's coaching too. Because, oh, yeah. because the head of officiating came out and said, if anybody would have stopped playing and been like, hey, wrong guy got it, they would have walked over, taken 30 seconds, watched a video – clip and said oh we got that wrong and put the right kid up there yeah that that's there's i don't think there's any and i don't even think that that was bad officiating i just think the they, guy they got the number up. wrong yeah he called the foul the explanation is exactly perfect if you watch the replay the guy calls the foul and immediately turns to the bench to like give the foul call number that fast and the kid had and the, the ball, kid had passed the ball back to just, his point guard. He just passed the ball to his point guard, and the guy turns around. He's like, oh, I forgot the number. And he sees who has the ball. Bam, that guy goes, and it's just – Yeah. I don't think Auburn was planning it. I don't think the officials no, no, did I don't anything think they on were purpose. Either. Because, you see, they. I mean, Auburn missed the, – the officials did miss the three-point shot that would have – if they hit all three free throws. Um, I might have would have tied the game maybe before yeah. that foul. So – Anyway, you know. Let's uh let's move on to the uh we to just the broke West. down the Auburn game. Yeah, we did. We, we, we weren't ready to do that. Yet. Uh we'll move on. Oh, it, it, so back to the South Regional for the last little bit. Uh we've spent 15 minutes on this one region. So we'll we'll make the other one super fast. Uh mainly because this one just had a lot of upsets in it. Well, yeah, it's um, chaos. Nevada beat Cincinnati. They were down by 22 with 11 Huge minutes left. Comeback, man. I can't know. I I just can't understand how Cincinnati did that. Yeah, no, I agree. The city of Cincinnati, because we're going get, to get into it next time, the city of Cincinnati was looking good. They had a one seed and a two seed in this joker, and they both went out in right, the first weekend. right quickly. Let's move on to the West region. Xavier looks good in the first game, although they did give up a whole lot of points to Texas Southern, um, who was a 15-19 and 19 team, I believe. They get smoked by Florida State. Now, we both picked Missouri. 
uh, to beat Florida State in the first game. I think you actually had Missouri beating Xavier. I had Missouri beating Xavier. I, I thought Xavier was the weakest one seed, and I didn't think they deserved to be a one seed. I just didn't. Did, all right, so Leonard Hamilton, the coach of Florida State, did you know that he will be 70 years old next year? This dude looks like he is like late 40s, early 50s, maybe. And he's going to be 70 years old. He's got that Pete Carroll gene in him, Oh, man. my gosh, man. Guess, it's guess crazy. Guess who the oldest coach in the NFL is? It's Pete. Pete. Is it really? Yeah. Pete's Holy in his, crap. Pete's in his 70s. Looks like he's 50. Good gracious yeah. sakes alive in the morning. Tell me right. HGH don't work. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, all right, so Xavier loses to Florida State, which is funny because they're up by what, like 11-12 with like five minutes left in the game. And Florida State goes on an 18-4 to run to uh, to win the game. Florida State is super athletic, man. They oh, just, yeah. That game against Missouri was a really good basketball game. Oh, yeah. And they won by 13, but, but they won late. It was, it was one of those games where it was tight to the last two minutes. And then Missouri couldn't score. And then Missouri had to foul and play that game. But and that Florida was, State hit the free throws. Credit that's to right. them. No, no, that's right. That's right. They earned every bit of it. I had a feeling after watching. But like I said, I picked Missouri to go out. I mean, Xavier, excuse me, to go out quickly anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had them going out in the next round anyway. But, um, yeah, I missed that one. I did not think that Florida State was going to get out of that first round. I, I think I had a little more faith in Michael Porter Jr. than I probably should have. It, you know, it makes sense, right? It, he's NBA lottery pick, whatever. But, hell, he hadn't played this year, so. Ohio State uh, gets by South Dakota State, and uh, and Mike Dom, the Dominator. I really thought South Dakota State was going to pull this one off. Uh, I didn't like how Ohio State had finished their season, but Ohio State hit some shots. Um, uh, Ohio State was too big. Yeah, they they were just they too were big. They were just and, too big. I mean, this was just a classic. You line me up. I'm not a violent man. I'm not an athletic guy. You line me up against any nine-year-old in the country, I'm going to beat them at everything. Yeah, these guys. It was just that's what it was. The size difference was you had grown men playing boys. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Exactly what it was. Um, from there, you've got uh, Gonzaga who beat uh, UNC Greensboro, and that was a tight, tight Ooh. game. And I was worried these, sick. Because these got scary then quick. I had Gonzaga in my Final Four, and I was watching my bracket go down in flames early, early on Thursday. I was like, "This is not happening." And and they came out, uh, the, one of their freshmen hit a humongous three-pointer with just a few seconds left and saved them, basically. Uh, and then Gonzaga comes out and beats Ohio State. I mean, it they beat them by like 27. They had already played once this year. Beat them by 27 earlier in the year and beat them by six this go-round. And now Gonzaga gets Florida State. Were you shocked at how many blowouts there were in the round of 32? I was shocked by who was doing blowouts. Well, it's not just that who was. No, you're right. A lot of underdogs blew the hell out of people. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, just Gonzaga blowing out Ohio State. Like, I think. Well, they didn't blow them out. I mean, they only beat them by six. But, like, they had the game in control. And they were up 15 to nothing early. That's it. Like, they're controlling every bit of the game. There's nothing close. I was was surprised at that. Um, You know, I mean, no, it's not super surprising because, like, Gonzaga's a better team. It was a it was a really good matchup for them. That didn't surprise me too much. Um, 
I don't know. They, they, in the early rounds, like Buffalo blowing out Arizona, that definitely surprised me. They, there were a lot of really big surprises. The most exciting game of this next round, of this round, round 32, Houston, Missouri. Uh, well, look, Houston-San Diego State was awesome. No, it was a great game. That was a great game. Great game. Um, I'm very sad that Houston's not still in it. Cause they, but the way that Michigan won the game, it, it's – No, I that's – that kid – that kid will never make that shot again the rest of his life. Jordan Poole, freshman. Couldn't see the basketball. Couldn't see the rim at all. And, and he threw up a shot, and it just happened to go. Got around. it blocked. Caught yeah. his block, and then just hurled it up there. Yeah. And and this was a play call by John Beeline. Like, he actually called for this kid to get the shot. Well, yeah, he called for him to get the shot. He, he, he said, said he called for said him to get his shot blocked. He said after catch a rebound from it and then just hurl up a Hail Mary. He said after the game was over that the kid was dripping with swagger. So he had to get him the shot. <laughs> Cracked me up, man. So Michigan beats Houston 64-63. I thought Houston had that game won. I did too. I man. feel terrible. For it, look the losing a game like that sucks. Yeah. I'd rather get blown out. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, and I'm sure that North Carolina felt like that afterwards. They're like, I'm glad God. we got blown out. Texas A&M. If you asked me what woo. SEC teams are making it to the Sweet 16, never would have said Texas they. A&M. They were last on the list out of all the SEC teams that made it. I would have picked Auburn over them. Over Arkansas? Oh yeah, I'd have picked. I did pick Arkansas over them. Oh yeah, bracket. you did. Yeah, you did. I never would have thought Texas A&M would beat North Carolina. No, me neither. It's just the road they had to go. But they won by 21. They beat their butt, man. In Charlotte. They beat their butt. This tells me a couple of things that I've always thought. One, it does not matter where these games are played in the tournament. The same amount of tickets are sold to everybody. Okay? The fans that travel are going to travel. Yeah. And when you have a team like North Carolina... Know this, the other three schools that are represented there, that their fans have tickets, are going to show up and all be against you. Yeah. So you don't have the home court advantage you think you do, and when you're on the road and you're not at home like that, like North, uh, like uh, Kentucky's games or some of these other teams' games, it is the worst road game because you only have a portion of your fans there. Oh, yeah. And then... Everybody else is just wanting to see your demise. You got that right. And so the West, uh, we've got Florida State against Gonzaga and Michigan against Texas A&M. Florida State, the highest seed on the whole left side of the bracket. Nope. Nope. Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago is 11 seed. seed. Oh, when I say highest seed, I mean like the best ranked. Sorry. Michigan, the best ranked seed. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Florida State. No, I said I said Michigan. Did you? Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, you're right. Michigan. Okay. I think I said Michigan. I thought you said Florida State. I could be wrong. I have uh, I have misheard a lot lately. Let's roll. Let's roll. Next up. The Midwest. Ah, we're going to make this quick. Kansas won. Kansas is in the Sweet 16. Uh, Seton Hall blew out NC State. Kansas had a tough game with Seton Hall. They had to outwork them. They did. They are now in, uh, where is this region? Do you know? No, I don't care. Uh, it's, in, it's in Wichita, I think. Okay. All right, okay. so uh, Clemson blows out Auburn 84-53. to 53. Auburn had a tight game with Charleston. Clemson had no problem with New Mexico State. That was surprising to me. I, I picked New Mexico State there. 
so it's Kansas and Clemson. And TCU got beat in the first round by Syracuse, which was surprising. Um, I'm going to tell you this. You let Jim Beheim in this tournament, and that's just scary. Well, And people don't know what to do with the zone. It blows my mind. And it, there's multiple teams that are upsetting these guys running zones. Agreed. If I'm a mid-major today, all I'm running is zones. Yeah, probably Because so. if you get in the tournament, that's your best chance to upset one of these big teams. Agreed. Hit them with something they don't play all the time. Agreed. Now, the problem is Syracuse now runs into Duke. I don't know that that's a problem. Uh, so, it, it, so tell me this. Syracuse upset Michigan State 55-53. I was just about to say, you think Duke is that much better than Michigan State? Michigan State threw up 37 three-pointers. Yeah. And only hit seven of them. But do you know why they threw up the seven? Because they didn't know how to penetrate the zone. They can't penetrate it. Which is insane to me. So I'm wondering, what's Duke going to do? I can't what, tell Duke you Duke has beaten Duke... Syracuse two times this year. Like they, Correct. They, they play they will... in the same. I get it. I get it. I'm just telling <laughs> you, man. It's different when you it's, get in the tournament. It's different. Jim Behan is a world-class coach. Yeah. No, you're right. And I don't it, – would it shock me? Look what we've seen so far. You go ahead and pick chalk, and I'll and I'll just keep following chaos. Okay. 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 Because because this tournament it has is, gone haywire. Yeah, I mean we're. I thought we were going to have chaos. I was. I didn't expect anything close to this. All right. No. No. You're we right. We are completely off the rails. So. So Michigan State, who's who's a trendy uh, Michigan State was a trendy national championship pick. Correct. Uh, they are out of it in the first weekend. Uh, Rhode Island beats Oklahoma in it's overtime. Two years in a row, Izzo bounced. Yeah, weekend one, and it, it's whenever he gets these high-ranked kids, right? Well, no, because last year he was not that highly ranked. He didn't have the one and done. So he didn't have anybody great on his nah, team. You may be right. He still got bounced, but I think he got bounced in round one last year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, Duke beats Iona. They destroy Rhode Island. And now we've got Duke, Syracuse, Clemson, Kansas. So that is your Midwest. Let's jump into the East. Villanova smokes Radford. Alabama wins a tight game over Virginia Tech. And then Villanova smokes Alabama. Villanova looks like the scariest team in this tournament. They right are now. unbelievable. I mean, they look like grown men. Now, the issue, the issue is... If the shots aren't falling, I think the shots are going to be falling. But but here's the thing. But if though, they're not falling, look at the de- it's what what is shocking to me is the defense they're playing. Yeah, they're not a defensive team, but they're shutting teams down. Well, Alabama they, they scored, they didn't score sixty points, and they have a like a lottery pick NBA player on their team. He got seventeen. Nobody else was in double digits on the rest of the team, and most of those guys were three to six points. Yeah, for the game, nothing. It was a it was a team effort. It yeah yeah a whole bunch of nothing. Look, Radford, this, this game was, Radford scored more against Nova than Bama did. Radford scored sixty one. Alabama scored fifty eight. But like that's it's, that's I, a big deal though. The fact that Radford outscored Bama against a team that's not a defensive team. They don't have any lottery picks on Radford. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Look, I will tell you this: what ended up hurting Alabama. Alabama played the late game on Thursday or on yeah Thursday night. Remember, we set up and watched it, and they got done a little bit before eleven o'clock central. And when the schedule came out, they were one of the last games on Thursday night. The schedule came out, and they were the first game 
on Saturday morning at 11.10 a.m. Central. They had a 36-hour turnaround, which is insane. Now, I understand conference tournaments and whatnot, you play every day, but eventually those legs are going to go out. And when you're playing somebody like Villanova, it's tough. Alabama tough. has now has enough history this season to be understood. If you shoot the three, you're going to beat them. Oh, yeah. Because everybody that shoots oh, the three 100%. beats them and beats their brains out. Absolutely. And, and see, that's the thing. This game was a two-point game leading up to the half. And Villanova had a guy that went off in the first half. And I forget the guy's name. It was the the white kid. Um, like the, the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he hit five threes in that first half. And the last one was basically a buzzer beater to go into the half. So they were up 32-27. to 27, And they came out and scored like 14 straight points. And from there, it was done. Over. The whole thing was done. So it, Villanova was never in doubt of, of losing this game. Same thing they were with Radford. Um like I said, their defense is just as impressive as their offense. I agree. That's why I think they're the best team right now in this tournament. Not because they're probably the highest ranked team. They're playing better than everybody I watched play this weekend. Their next matchup is going to be incredibly interesting, I West, think. by God, Virginia, the Huggy Bear. Bob Huggins will have something for them. I, you know what? I'm looking forward to that matchup more than I am the Duke-Syracuse game. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so Villanova and West Virginia. West Virginia uh, gets a little lucky. Marshall hits a game winner to beat Wichita State. Great game. And then you've got, uh, you know, the old country road meltdown, whatever, the the meetup, whatever you want to call it, uh, with West Virginia and Marshall. Because uh, Marshall, or, was, sorry, West Virginia beat up on Murray it, State. It, it was close for a while. and then, Not Murray State, the Marshall game. It was close for a while, and then it ended up being 23. So 94-71. to 71, uh, West Virginia wins. That defense, Marshall went like 13 minutes without a bucket. Yeah. I mean, when they want to shut you down and say you're not going to put the ball in the hole. They shut you down. They can. Which 100%. is why them against Villanova is just so good to my soul. Uh, Florida takes care of St. Bonaventure, 77-62. Texas Tech beats uh, Stephen F. Austin. I can't talk right now. Um, and then Texas Tech beats Florida. In Dallas. One of the best games of the weekend. 69-66. In my opinion, that was the second best game of the round of 32. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, aside from uh, from Houston, Michigan. Yeah, and it's yeah. up there with those guys. Oh, absolutely. Just a just a ball beater to the, the very end, man. Butler came out and led Arkansas 21-2. to Arkansas came back and even took the lead. I have no idea... And then they get blown out. I can't figure this team yeah. out. I, this game was weird. At no point in time was it fun to watch because it was just a blowout for seven minutes. Then Arkansas would blow the other team out to catch up, take a lead. Then they would blow them out. It was just – I couldn't figure this it game was, out It was a all. weird game. Butler won 79-62. Uh, Purdue beat up on Cal State Fullerton. That game was never in doubt. The big issue from that game is that – Isaac Haas, the big senior center, the seven foot two guy for Purdue, uh, he came down and hit his elbow, fractured his elbow. He played the rest of the game. And then they went in, did some x rays, found out he fractured it. He can't play with it like that. So he is out. 
However, they've got some other big white guy that came in and played just fine for them to beat Butler on, uh, was it Sunday? Yeah, on uh, Sunday. That would have been a Sunday game. So, so Purdue beats Butler Battle 76-73. So now you've got Purdue, Texas Tech, Villanova, West Virginia. This is the most chalk bracket that we have gotten. All right. So let's let's go real quick. Okay. Because we've gone long. Let's close this thing down. Are we going to actually make picks? Let's pick. I was planning on us oh. doing that on Thursday. Okay, then we can pick Thursday. This was just a recap of right now. This has been an absolutely absurd tournament. This has been the funnest it, week it's one been a of lot March of Madness I've, I've been a part of. It has been a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, this is crazy. I've won more money this weekend than I've ever won gambling on basketball in my life. We will go on and say this. The Wives... If you go to the website, winningcureseverything.com, the wives have destroyed the husbands. It's not even close. It is, I mean, we are just, look, Chris and I were awful this year on our picks. As far as the bracket goes, now picks, uh, Chris did his whole against the spread stuff. I bet every underdog against the spread, both days, both weekends, and won a whole and, bunch. And I be I bet a few because I don't have the stones to bet all the underdogs money line. Had I bet all of them blindly money line, I bet I'd be up double what I am now. Oh, I'd, I'd bet so. I'd double. bet so. Just insane. Yesterday, I didn't have the nuts to bet some of the big ones, and it was the big ones that paid off. Oh yeah. So UMBC did not. But keep, keep betting double. They covered the number. Yeah, they did. They did cover ten and a half. Got Holy it. crap! Got about a hook. Whoo! Good lord. Bet All dogs right. in the in the tournament. Bet dogs. We'll be back on Thursday with uh, with some picks. We'll be talking during the day. Until then, we will see you guys later. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at ChrisBGiannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys.